Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, this is an episode that I think is a long time coming. I think we probably have, have talked about how we should do this uh, for a while now, and it's just never happened. I'm glad it's happening now, but I'm also a little bit nervous about it. And, and the reason for that is that, you know, on this show, as people who listen regularly know, I like to cover as much variety as far as musical genres and, and the types of instrumentation and types of styles that people play. But there are certain things that are just kind of outside of my comfort zone. And one of those things is synthesizers. And it's not that I don't like synthesizers, it's that... I don't understand them and I feel like it, it's very I, I see them and I'm kind of in awe of them but the actual mechanics on how they work it seems way too um, gear-ish for me like I was always a guy when I played in bands who would use whatever guitar barely hung together as long as it kind of stayed in tune I didn't know the brand names of any of it like it, it was you know and, and since seem like there's a very strong uh, you need to be one of those guys who's really into one of those people who's really into um, equipment to, to, to get really into them. That's my perception anyway. So um, you might be able to uh, tell me otherwise. But before we even get into that, let's just start with you introducing yourself and a bit of background about what you do. Because I know you've been playing music for, for ages now in Winnipeg and uh, you're still doing stuff. So let's just maybe start with you introducing yourself. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm Grant Partridge. Uh, I perform music under the name Blue T-Shirt and I've been in a number of other bands with a number of other names. And yeah, like you, I think you nailed it when you said that I've been doing all sorts of stuff around town for for decades now. For a while, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wouldn't even know really where to begin. But uh, I started making music uh, on a computer in an apartment, living with my mom and my brother, and there wasn't a lot of opportunity to make a real ruckus except under headphones. So, sure. Um, it was a perfect opportunity to learn how to deal with sound, and then eventually I moved on in the world, moved to a place where um, we could have a band and practice, and we did that for a while. And uh, But electronic music has always been close to my heart. And now that I'm a grown-up with a, a, a jobs, um, well, a job, a career, <laughs> um, uh, I guess uh, it, I now have the ability to uh, spend my play money on uh, physical hardware synthesizers and stuff, and that's sort of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, and, and just maybe to, to to kind of explain my my ignorance of of what those are is you know I remember I, I may have even told you this before but I remember watching music videos in the nineties and it would be like uh, I don't know who it was whatever some some uh, dance music thing and there's a guy sitting there plugging things into a wall and I remember thinking like there's no way that this guy plugging things into a wall is actually making music why don't they show him actually playing the thing but of course he's actually making the music by plugging the shit into the wall right like I, I right mean, absolutely so, yeah it's it's uh well it's really tough to discuss them in a general sense because what a synthesizer is is not necessarily something that you that many people would even recognize yeah in a lot of cases you can't um 
People are thinking keyboards, and, and, uh, right? People are thinking yeah. a synth is a, is a keyboard, which is not necessarily the case at all, right? Yeah, and a lot of things that have keyboards, even if they're electronics, aren't really synths. And a lot of synths don't have keyboards. A lot of you have virtual synths that live inside of a computer, or you have um, digital synths or analog synths that uh, are made of basic electronic components and um, send voltage around to generate sound, or you have electronic digital synths, which uh, you know basically use digital logic to produce sound, um, more like how a computer program would. Right. Uh, generate sound and uh uh all of those are different kinds of synthesis uh some people like to distinguish between analog and digital synthesis but i really enjoy the sounds that you get and the um the tools you use to make them i've always considered that to be secondary to the the um the 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 the, the sonic worlds that you you build and you live in and um and a lot of people uh, in the community tend to get fixated on the the physical hardware synths, and I can understand why because they're um, they're blinking lights and they're covered in knobs and yeah. they just beg to be touched. Although they also cast a there's definitely an intimidation factor, as you've alluded to as well. And and I definitely want to break that down. Uh, and that's kind of where my heart is at right now. Uh, I'm still interested in being a creative person, but uh, um, after a year locked up here, um, I've uh, really treasured any opportunity I've had to reach out to other people online that have similar interests. And there's a group of us in town mm-hmm. that are all um, synthesizer heads, and we all like to uh, um, uh, discuss the sort of things we do with the tools we have. And uh, uh, we're um, one of the main things I'm interested in is introducing and breaking down the misconceptions that people have about synthesizers and uh, showing to people who don't have any experience but are curious yeah. how accessible they can be and how uh, fun they are just to play with, even if you don't have musical experience or you don't have a budget or you um, don't have any technical know-how at all. It's just, um, it's like uh, it's uh, it's like making visual art. Yeah, there are all sorts of ways to get to the end process. Right. If you start with a blank canvas um, and um, there's, a, uh, there's no shortage of different uh, mediums Media, I guess, is the plural of yeah, media, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great, awesome. <laughs> so uh, um, there's lots of different media you can splatter upon that canvas and get what you need. But uh, um, so a synths are very much the same way. So uh, yeah, keyboards uh, are a lot of the um, you know people get the impression still have uh, you know neon spandex. Yeah, yeah. Um, synthesizers and uh that's still pretty and the, the, the image of someone strapped with a guitar across their chest is uh is a pretty undeniable image and now you know people have uh daft punk i think gave a lot of people uh a reason to reimagine what synthesizers mean in the modern age which yeah you need a robot head right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or a mouse a mouse right, head. you right. need some kind of prosthetic head right, right. yeah or uh haircut to uh in lieu of that so yeah so so maybe yes. just uh let's talk a little bit more about the the kind of group you have going with other local uh synth aficionados because that seems like uh, an interesting way to for people to get involved i mean you know we do that with the podcast uh, festival here in, in the province and we have monthly meetings with pod- other podcasters and there's definitely been a lot of people joining that who really have no idea what they're getting into but want to get into it is that kind of the same deal with what you're doing we're really hoping for it to be, and I think there was probably some subconscious influence there. Sam. Okay. I mean, uh, it's a uh, there's that that ineffable Winnipeg, uh, you know, need to to huddle together in the winter and yep. uh, 
rely on each other for support and uh, um, the the physical isolation aspect of it is 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 huge when you're involved in a hobby that has actual you know there's an actual you know if you want to buy a synthesizer long and McQuaid is an okay place to start right uh but there's a lot more options out there and uh there's no real solid in if you're just curious you know how do you walk in i mean how do you even get started i i uh if i hadn't had a lucky introduction when i was about 17 someone sent me a pirated piece of software called fruity loops oh yeah okay i've, and, I've definitely uh, seen that used before i don't I, I wouldn't say i know how to use it but i know of it yeah yeah right yeah it was it's kind of the laughing stock of uh or has been it was for years okay but now many of the biggest producers in the world use it it's, it's been rebranded as fl studio to give it a a sheen of um legitimacy but uh it was always a powerful tool it just uh, never really got uh taken seriously because it was called Fruity Loops. Right, so. right. We can see why. Yeah, but, uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. so um, I pirated the software back in 1999 because someone sent me a, a zip file on IRC, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, and I now own the software, so my uh, <laughs> I've been absolved of my software piracy. <laughs> I've made good, and uh, the circle has been closed. Uh, but uh, but um, that seed was my entrance. And a lot of people have a lot of potential, but don't, you know, need a push to get into a hobby, need an introduction yeah, yeah. to it, right? You know, and uh, and uh, so how do you bridge that gap in a place like um, in it, anywhere? Well, in a larger city, you may stumble into something like that. And, well, Winnipeg is almost a larger city. We're so, getting there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's not just Winnipeg, too, but, the, you know, Winnipeg is a sort of a hub for the whole, uh, the prairies at large and... Uh, um, out to the, uh, the the western parts of Ontario too, the parts that acknowledge our existence anyhow. Sure, right? sure. So- Is there like a communal aspect of of making music on synths? Because I have this image in my head again of you know the lonely guy in the sitting in a dark room plugging things into a wall, and the wall is like the size of the room. And there's all these knobs and things, and it seems like a very lonesome um, hobby. But like, yeah. obviously, it's music. You can play music with other people. That's often the best way to play music. Is there that yeah. kind of communal um, activity? I guess going on within the synth world. Yeah, we do jams and stuff like that in and um a live it's it's gone really the 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 the, the situation i hesitate i hate to use the p word or the c word because they just they put my med, my head in such a nasty space but um you know that thing going on right now um uh it, it's 
got us all in front of our computer screens all the time and yeah. uh, it got us um, all turning on our webcams and uh, I mean that in the general sense of all of us and so so the people who make music with their synthesizers are no different and it's given them an opportunity to broadcast what they do outwards over on Zoom or on Twitch is a popular platform for doing this. Uh, Discord is a great platform for um, commute for chatting and um, and streaming and uh, 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 having a, a voice chat or a voice yeah. uh, shared shared sound situation on there. Um, when it comes to working in person, we can sync up all of our synthesizers because they can speak some of the same common languages and have the same ports. So um, it, once you have that going and uh, they're all playing at the same tempo, then, you know, the sky's the limit. And if you're lucky, maybe you got someone with a drum machine and someone with a bass synthesizer and someone that can play a couple of chords and holy crap. Now you got a band, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. you got a stew going. Yeah, yeah. So well, I know there were things a few years ago, I don't know if this is still happening, that were like, uh, come and touch a synth kind of events, right? Yes, Where it was, yes. Uh, obviously, that's not happening now because of the situation uh, that you've referred to. But I mean, yes. is that is that part of what you were involved in, the, those projects? I would love to take more credit for it than I have earned, but it's definitely been a catalyst for us forming. Uh, essentially, um, have you heard of Skull Space? Yep. They're a group I'm not directly related to or involved in, but they're all good folk and they, you know, the the synthesizer community and the hacker community have a lot in common because sure. they like to play with electronics and, uh, and experimentation. Uh, so they had a member who was particularly interested in synthesizers and they threw a synthesizer petting zoo event. Right. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's right. And it was open to the public and, uh, it was, a, entry was available by donation and anyone was welcome to come on in and, uh, ask questions and get their hands on a synthesizer for, a little while to uh, hopefully, you know, get that spark going and to uh, um, demystify them a little bit. Or, or uh, yeah, um, some people actually, I remember when I was younger, I wasn't curious enough about synthesizers, you know. Okay. They were always around, but, but, but I never really made the intuitive leap between, oh, I wonder how they work. I wonder how you change the way they, sa they sound and stuff, right? I didn't, you know... Some of the some synthesizers have presets, and you just switch the way that they sound. Like right, uh, just like on a basic electronic keyboard, right? The same idea. You just yeah, similar idea. Yeah, and uh, but uh, there's you can. The thing that draws me into synthesizers is the ability to create your own sounds, right? And uh, from there, once you stop thinking of in like a genre box where like oh I'm making this kind of electronic music or you're just playing with sound, then it's it's the options are infinite and you can do almost anything with it yeah so um and you can combine it with other sorts of technology as well that aren't strictly speaking synthesizers like you know um recording other bits of sound and sampling as you you know know it as yeah right? yeah and those two things play together well and uh uh and and so so it's so collaboration is a really natural sort of outgrowth of uh of the the, the the gear situation too so and um and and that the pandemic has oh i said it the situation it. the situation uh hasn't uh has, has given us an opportunity to grow in a new direction and strengthen our the core of our community and uh and it's really exciting so 
Um, so yeah, we have a group on Facebook and uh, we have a Discord chat. If you've never, are you familiar with Discord at all? I, I know of it. It's one of those. Sure, it's so. one of those things that I, I, you know, probably shouldn't avoid, but I associate it with video games, which I have no knowledge of or interest in. And so yeah, I just and Twitch kinda, is similar. Twitch is the same thing, right? It's like, oh, that's the yeah. gaming thing. I don't know anything about gaming, so I have never ventured into it. But I keep hearing people saying, oh, it's good for this, it's good for that. So I think there's benefits to all this stuff. I just uh, have a mental block when it comes to gaming. And that's sort of the same thing with synthesizers. It seems very gear-oriented and mathy almost, and those Mm -hmm. things scare me. So, I mean... Yes. Yeah. And it is under the surface, just like it is to build a... uh, a your own drum kit or piano or, right. you know. I can barely tie my shoes, let alone build something, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, but 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 in order to play it, you don't need to know how to build a car in order to drive one. You True. don't need yeah. to know how, to, how a synthesizer works in order to operate it. And actually, you can actually often approach it with no knowledge and just screw around and have fun there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got knobs on it and they've got keys. If you pre- press, if you press a key, <laughs> if you press a key and twist a knob, the sound is going to change, you know, and if you keep changing the knobs, the sound is going to change each time you press it, the yeah. same key. Yeah. So, so it, it invites you to experiment in that way. And, and, um, uh, so, so it's, uh, and, and yeah, there's, um, yeah, I think that's the end of that thought. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Well, as far as your own stuff, I mean, like, are you mostly playing with synthesizers just for your own experimentation or you're actually putting out records because I know, you know, blue t-shirt you've done, you've, you've done some releases in the past for sure, but how much of it is just sort of your own experimentation just, just for your own interest and how much of it is actually, I'm going to record something and, and actually release uh, a project. It's changed over time. Uh, when I was uh, 19 years old, I guess I felt I had something I really wanted to communicate to the world. So it was an opportunity for me to express myself and yeah. it was uh, my major creative outlet and it helped me to uh meet new people and and uh from making my my own albums and sending them out to campus radio i uh met the folks at umfm and i wound up getting my own show on campus radio yeah. and uh and so that sort of that wound up leading to changing my life in a in a larger way and uh uh, I continued to make albums, and, and and then again, as I explained, I got access to a place where I could um, hit drums and you know uh, scream as loud as I wanted. Yeah. So we started to make rock music in that situation as the eardrums. That was my brother and our childhood friend James, and so we did that for a bunch of times, and we were continuing to make albums at that time. And now, now I have. Um, a whole different kind of synthesizer setup and it is a lot of fun to play with but it's a lot harder to package up and for other people to consume and i'm okay with that because i'm having a heck of a lot of fun just experimenting you know and also the way that people are consuming music and stuff is changing right uh totally uh i i've i put out so many albums that no one had listened to at the time that they were released every so every so often i've been fortunate enough to work with a, a label of some renown or um, get some traction somewhere and actually have people listen to something I've done, which is, you know, a thrill. Yeah, but totally, definitely. It's, but it's not, you know, what I live and breathe for anymore. Um, I, I just want to play with the tools that I have available. And, uh, and uh, I, I don't feel that drive to 
I still have that drive to create, but I don't have that the drive to produce. Okay. Okay. I guess would be the distinction there, you know, and do, um, and, and I'm curious to, <clears throat> I'm interested to share what I have out with the world. And I think what that is, is the knowledge I've got now, you know, I guess maybe this is a fact, this, maybe this is what getting old is. I don't know. It might be, right? yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, uh, it's not my, it's never been my career. It's never been, um, Oh, I totally forgot about Autumn Still, which was another band I was in, right. and another reason why I was on this show in That's the right. past. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, yeah. And I was playing synthesizers. It's worth mentioning that I was playing synthesizers with Autumn Still. Yeah. Yes, and that was after the eardrums, Autumn Still. I was that was the first time I'd bought physical synthesizer to, uh, to like play for on. performance purposes, I guess. Right, which is a little That's different right. than what you have in your home setup. Yes and no. Um, it's. Uh, uh, it it is physically different in the sense that it's a physical thing, and yeah. you um, you and I had to spend a bunch of money on it. But it's it's uh, <laughs> everything that I had learned by working with a fake synth. I, uh, lots of people consider them fake. Uh, okay. Digital virtual synthesizer is just as real as a hardware physical synthesizer, and that's one key takeaway I would like for our audience to understand. It's um it's uh it's they have exactly the same capabilities and in fact the synthesizer that i brought on tour was nothing but a glorified computer that was just you know generating sound the same way that um this windows pc i'm sitting in front of would okay so so it's uh um it's just nothing magic about the synth that i had it was just much more reliable for taking on tour than a computer and easier to set up and uh easier to recall the different sounds for the different songs sure and uh, it had all the sliders I needed up front to make changes to the sounds live instead of using a mouse and a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Or having some other thing plugged into my computer to give that control. So that was my first, that was when I started to play with hardware synths. And then, you know, I started, it's, it's like any hobby, it's easy to fall in completely. And-
Do you feel like you can be more creative without having that uh, deadline's not the right word, but having a, a project to fulfill to fulfill? Like, is, is it more freeing to just be able to say, I'm going to sit down and play something rather than I'm playing something because I know it's going to be released or because I'm going on tour with someone or you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, it, the, the motivation is a little bit different there. There's the, the, uh, when you're working on a big project, I find that it, uh, it's like a flywheel where once you, um, you give it the momentum, it kind of can, can carry itself. Okay. as long as nothing derails you and uh right so once you've got a few tracks in the bag then it's just habit to after the work day just to plop down and start to crank out you know another track or uh to go back and continue to tweak the last ones and stuff so it starts to self-sustain its own momentum that way but if when i'm unin i was going to say when i'm unhinged from that but that's not the youth that's not the phrase <laughs> when i'm untethered, untethered from is that, right. yeah 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 thanks thanks when i'm untethered from that it doesn't uh the motivation has to be continuous and that's a good and a bad thing. That means I'm not sitting here um, producing um, crap that's not inspired. Yeah. It means, but it also means that uh, I have to wait for the, um, the, you know, the, the, the lightning strike before I can, uh, before I will actually sit myself down and, uh, and do it. Cause it's easy to, you know, prioritize other things in life. Uh, uh, of course. Yeah. You know, I don't need, I don't need to tell you. Um, and uh and i have other interests too and uh i'm not this is not a career for me this is just a uh one facet of my life among many and uh it just happens to uh be one that i've spent more time and money on than any other yeah yeah that makes sense yeah for sure so what what are you up to now because you alluded to a a new project that you have in the works and i'm very curious to, to hear what that's about well i'm glad you asked i am doing day a mild-mannered computer programmer and uh it's something that it's a skill like being a you know having a, a handy person's facility to be, repair crap or okay. um to in that it kind of changes the way that you deal with the world because it gives you another way to solve problems yeah and all sorts of times like I, there are interesting things that I want to do, and the solution is to write a computer program to solve them. And it's uh, and and it's uh, it's really gratifying to do that to spend just a couple days tooling around in your programming language of choice and produce something that is useful. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the better if no one else has done it before. Uh, if someone else has done it before too, then there's a learning aspect too. Like one of the things you may have seen on my Twitter feed. Um, I, uh, the bot, um, the bot. Yes. Right. Yes. I've, uh, um, I've found somebody else's code to, uh, to extract. I had to, I had to take someone else's code to rip all of my tweets off of Twitter. And then I took another person's code that processed all my tweets and would generate new tweets. And I glued those two things together and I made something, you know, useful out of those two things and now i have this very silly twitter account that spews hilarious gibberish four times a day it seems and, to be like uh, semi-nonsense though right like at times i see it and, and it's like this kind of makes sense and then you get to like the fifth word and it's just it goes off the rails absolutely and um it's uh 
sometimes uh, the, the tweets that I put out are a bit curated. I have tried to select them for entertainment value. Okay. Sometimes okay. it has actually, you know, tried to come up with a, a brand new thought and it's generated something that I've said exactly before, oh, which wow. is, you know, it's just like if you're sitting down to write a new song and you write smells like teen spirit again right because you know, you've heard it subconsciously seven thousand times yeah 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 <laughs> so so my artificial intelligence bot apparently is is prone to the exact same mistakes so so it's, it's uh it's uh that's just one example of how i like to take uh technology take my ability to work with computers to program computers and do something fun or creative with it and i've done all sorts of crap like that over the years uh and at one point, they were archived on my website, blueteashirt.ca, which is currently broken. Maybe okay. I'll get it fixed before the, uh, the yeah. this, this this episode airs. Be a little knows? bit of time we'll between see. recording and airing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, but uh, I uh, was suddenly inspired one day uh, about how I was watching some people from Winnipeg streaming their performance with their synthesizer okay. over the web, and there were about fifty people all around the world streaming it uh, to their PCs and commenting on the chat alongside and being very supportive. And it was awesome, but it was a one way there there was a bit of a two way thing going on and that people were giving feedback about what was going on, but they weren't active participants in what was going on. And there were a lot of accounts on, there were a lot of streamers on Twitch and stuff like that, that, are doing things slightly more interactive. Like there's this drummer, for example, who has a website where you can submit songs for, that you'd like for him to drum along to. And in that way, the audience actually gets to influence the way that the performance goes. Or I've sure. seen stand-up shows, improv shows, where they're soliciting audience suggestions from the chat. Okay. So that's, okay. a, that's a rudimentary way of doing it. But I wanted to actually see if I could do things a little bit more uh, interactive. And that word always reminds me of intimate interactive totally, from totally. music, yeah. like the Smashing Pumpkins special. Where... The Blind Melon one is still one of my favorite live shows by anybody ever. Yeah? Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, I slept on Blind Melon really hard, and I discovered them on tour with Autumn Still, and uh, that was they were really – They're so good, really yeah. Damn good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're not just the No Rain band. No, they're like everything else is completely not No Rain at all, yeah. Anyway. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I can talk about yeah, Blind Melon Friday. I love the band. But anyway, let's, let's move, talk about the actual no, thing here. No, no, let's, let's talk about Blind Melon. It's now a Blind Melon <laughs> podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, okay, so, so I, uh, I have um, the kind of synthesizer I, I – just without getting too distracted, the kind of synthesizer I use now, it's called a modular synthesizer. And um, the reason why it's called that is because it's made of a bunch of different modules that okay. I put all in one case, and I physically pack them together with wires and that's how the modules communicate together uh, some of them uh have one of them has a usb connection okay and uh i can send it midi signals and it will generate signals that the rest of my modular synthesizer can understand oh cool okay okay so i'm following so far yeah and then i decided well why don't i try to build something that puts those MIDI signals available on the web. So I've built a little website and put a whack of knobs on there. And those knobs are wired up live to my synthesizer. Cool. So I can patch it up so that you can twist or anyone can log onto that website, twist those knobs, and it will actually change the sounds that my synthesizer is making. 
whether or not they're listening to it. You know, it's well, just, how, how do they hear well, it? Then? I mean, I, I get that they can control it, but yeah. is there going to be some kind of like, you know, 24 hour camera on the synthesizer or something like how, how does the that would be really easy to do? Uh, it would be um, I would want to make sure that it doesn't accidentally catch me, you know, ripping an enormous fart yeah, or yeah, yeah. walking in front of the camera without underwear on, you know, as long as there's underwear on, that's cool. This is, right. Uh, right. You know, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so the um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I plan to launch some sort of feed. I don't think I'll be running this 24 seven. I might, you know, but uh, I think that the, I have to make the tool a little bit more robust right now. It's just a proof of concept and uh, it's, it seems to be workable for a small community or for a number of people to use at once. But cool. I wouldn't scale it yet to, you know, I wouldn't open it, open the floodgates and let the general public use this just yet. Yeah. 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 So, but, but eventually, you know, that would be the sort of goal would be to have live performances of open to the public and, where anyone in the world could drop in and start to wiggle a knob and they would be able to hear the effect um, a few seconds later. That would be super um, cool. There's Latency is a thing that we are, that's inescapable over the web. Right, of course, yeah. So uh, if we're dealing with something on Zoom, if we're doing a Zoom show, then we could probably get the latency down to something reasonable because it's you know, meant for, for talking. Yeah. So it has to keep the lag down as low as possible. Uh, if you're streaming on YouTube or Twitch, there's about a 10 or a 15 second lag. So that's a little less relatable, but it's still, you know, you're still actually having an effect. You just don't hear it for a few seconds. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think people can figure that out. And uh, Discord also has the opportunity to stream audio uh, with a, for a voice chat uh, and video chat. But that seems to work pretty darn well, too, for streaming audio. So there's lots of possibilities. And uh, um Maybe sometime we could do it over the radio too, because that's uh, you know, that's actually a thing that still yeah. exists. Yeah. So, uh, the pals over at UMFM or CKUW, I'm sure, would be interested in exploring new ways to uh, reach out to their viewers, viewers, because there are people watching their radios. <laughs> why do you record these so late at night, Sam? I no, know I know why. exactly why you yeah. do. I know exactly why. <laughs> There's a reason. There's an actual reason. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, okay, well, off the hook. Let, yeah. let me let me ask a question about this though. I mean, I know again you're you're in the early stages of this is not available to the general public yet. Assuming right. it was, I guess is there potential for you to be just hanging out at home and suddenly there's like five people all twisting knobs at once and it's sure. playing out of your thing? Like it, it, you can have multiple people all jumping on together. And yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so I got you to load that thing up on your yeah, phone, I, right? I have it right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't see yeah, it in so... the background, but it is there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, hold on, hold it up, and uh, well, I don't know, but just watch the first, watch the top knob in the left corner, and okay. you should see it. You should see it wiggle. I think I have to scroll down here, but okay, top knob. Yeah, uh, it's not showing up because my background, but it, for people who are just listening to the audio version of this, this is probably super boring, but it is actually <laughs> yeah. really cool. Anyways, yeah, so so it's uh, it, it's currently built, so it automatically updates. It just now. moved, yeah, it just moved. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. So when Sam when Sam flicks a knob, it uh, it updates on everyone's screen and. Uh, uh, so currently, there's no nothing preparing two people from greedily grabbing the same knob and trying to twist it. So I've got to make it a little more robust. Uh, maybe you know so the knob will go gray when someone else is trying to twist right. it. Maybe, or, but uh, uh, the basics are all in place, and the uh, the proof of concept works. And people are you're actually twisting these knobs, and the the, the lights on my synthesizer are actually changing. Very cool. Right now, yeah, yeah you're twisting the number three, right? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, it's moving. Yeah, yeah, and it's I'm looking at my synth, and I'm seeing the this light get brighter and dimmer. So. Very cool. So um yeah uh do you want uh to see to hear how it sounds? Yes that would be that would be awesome yeah. Great okay well 
let's see what we've got here. I've got a bunch of, huh. I guess we'll just do it by ear. Sure. This is just one. Um, I'm just randomly twisting knobs as we talk. I hope it's not doing anything uh, too weird. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't, <laughs> no, don't touch that one. Yeah. Don't touch that one. <laughs> That's right. What did you do? My synth is on fire. I blew it up. I killed it. It's over. You should never let me near a synth. No, it's the death of creativity. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, I guess, give you a tiny little synth tutorial too. And it's going to just be by ear because cool. you should be able to to, to, uh, to figure out what's going on just by listening, essentially. So I'm going to just make... A sound, and it's going to take me a few seconds. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to start speaking semi nonsense as I zone out. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable. Continue to patch this along. So... People who are watching the video version can see you leaning over and doing something. So at least it's there's some excitement, some action happening, right? Great. Okay. Do we hear something? I don't know. Yes. Yes. There's something. Okay. So. How's my voice in balance yep. with the sound? It's good. Okay, great. So what you're hearing right now, it's called a sine wave. And um, it's, you know, it's a smooth, like, uh, S-shaped wave that, that uh, produces a round tone. Okay. That's a, it's the roundest sound. It's the smoothest, ooest sound that you can make. You can't make a sound that's more pure than a single sine wave. Okay. Um, and it has a bass. It has a bass frequency, which is sort of you know like the note on the scale that you hear, right? Are you able to turn that up a little bit? Yeah, I can. Thanks. There we go. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so so like, so you hear the note yep, that it's yep, making. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so now this this town this has the same. This is the same tone, but a different... Uh, wait, what am I doing here? There we go. This one has the same note as this. Right? Yeah. But it's got a sharper tonality to it. Agreed? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I can do that. So, uh, so it's, it's got a sharper sound to it. So it's got... That one's a, a, a square wave sound. Um, so it literally looks like, you know, um, sharp square wave edges. And it sounds sharper as a result. So... Um, it has the same fundamental frequency, but it has harmonics built on top of that. Okay. Yep. Got it. So, uh, so it's like the difference between going ooh and going ah. It's the same. If you sing a note and you go ooh and you go ah, um, this fundamental frequency is the same in both cases, but one has more harmonics above the fundamental, and that's why they have different tonalities okay. or timbres. So, um, one thing we can do to change the tonality of something that is sharp and rich like here's a saw this is one of the the buzziest sounds that you can make on a basic synthesizer this is one of the fundamental waveforms that you often build other sounds out of and it's got a lot of harmonic content and we can carve that harmonic content away we can using a filter and that sounds like this. Okay. It's not just getting quieter, but the, the high frequencies, the high harmonics are getting taken off. 
You hear that? Yeah. Great. Okay. So I'll hook it up now so that you have the ability to control that from home. Cool. Oh, all right. I just got to grab another cable here. Playing with a physical modular synthesizer is a mess. You have believe all it. sorts of chords strewn about everywhere, but it's a fun mess. <laughs> a lot of maturity and responsibility to clean up after yourself or else uh, um, you can never really get started or finish yeah. anything. So I'm going to hook up the first knob here to the frequency of a filter. And, okay. So let's just experiment here and see what we got. Is that me doing that? Both of us are doing it. Yeah, you do it. There you go. So as you turn that knob to the right, you're increasing the filter uh, cutoff. And that's the point at which we start to drop those high frequencies off. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. And so, okay, here's something. So instead of wobbling, currently you're wobbling that by hand, right? And that's fun. Uh, We have tools that wobble things for you. Uh, um, We call them... uh, low frequency oscillators okay uh the the thing that's making the, the sound that we're hearing is a is a f- oscillator it's a higher frequency oscillator because it produces a tone at audible pitch if you were to slow that way down way below you know drop that ooh below below bass you would get a very slow wobble that you couldn't hear anymore okay but you could use that same signal that same changing voltage to plug into a different hole on the synthesizer and have it control one of those knobs for you oh cool so right now i've just plugged i have plugged in an lfo to the place where your knob was previously plugged in okay so instead uh, of you changing the uh, instead of you changing the filter cutoff yourself, how about you change the speed of the LFO with knob two in a couple seconds? Give yeah. me a couple seconds. Knob two uh, vertically or horizontally? Because I got two the lines. The yellowish one. one. The yellowish okay. one. Cool. Cool. I'm going to plug that in. Great. Give her. So you're changing the speed of the wobble. Yeah. Now try turning it way up. Keeps bouncing back. Oh, it's bouncing? Yeah. Oh, we're hitting a glitch. Let me close mine. Try again. There you go. That's cool. See, when you push it so high, it actually starts to work at an audio rate. It's becoming an actual, you've sped up that low frequency oscillator so fast that it's now audible. And you're now wibbling that knob at the speed of sound, basically. Cool, cool. At several, you're, you're wibbling it at about 30 to 40 times a second now. If I push it up, you can go even faster. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. So now I can uh, let me give you another knob. Sure. Yeah. The pitch. The pitch of the oscillator. Uh, this will be knob number three. Okay. Is that me doing that? Or is that you? Yeah. You do it. Very cool. It's me changing the speed of the LFO again. Yeah. Okay, so as, this is all super cool, and I could probably do this all day, but... If some, not the, that's my point, yeah. <laughs> this, this definitely seems like the kind of thing that you could do, whether it's with this um, little website here or, or just like as a tutorial. It seems like the kind of thing you could probably get a pretty good audience just making videos on, on how to do this with actual footage of your of your equipment, right? Because, I mean, you obviously know what you're talking about. And like you said, you know, part of what you want to do now is just sort of share some of that knowledge, right? Is that's that true. something you've considered doing is just, just putting on like basically synth clinics? Um online see there's definitely it's it's definitely been 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 there's i'm a little late to the game okay. for doing this kind of content online there's all sorts of people who are really well established on youtube and i'm not surprised i guess of, yeah there's a lot of great resources but what there is is lacking a bit is just again that that simple in that uh like uh if you're trying to get interested in uh you know, socialism without having to read Marx, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just, just as a, just as an example that is no, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of pertinent to my daily life right now. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, you're just trying to, you know, you, you just, how do you, uh, how do you do it without, uh, um, you need some way to get in, and, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, uh, there's that YouTube community currently lacks that. And I don't know how to solve it because you need to have an audience first before. And I don't know if I'd be able to develop an audience and it's not at all about developing an audience, but it is about, making something that something one's going to use or appreciate yeah. or something. Yeah. So, well, I can uh, see this, I can see this working. I mean, to get someone interested in just the, the fundamentals of it, the fact that you mm-hmm. can actually do it and you don't need the equipment at home, you're literally doing it on someone else's gear, right? I'm just remote. Right. Well, well, you, there's, you can cut out the middleman for sure because you can just get software right, to right. do it on your own computer. And the results are basically the same. There's a piece of free software called VCV rack. Okay. And they have a website called vcvrack.com. And the, the basic software is entirely free. And then you can get a whole bunch of modules for free, including recreations of many of the most popular modules in physical format. And uh, you can – then there are a couple that are, you know, uh, they're starting to sell them. But it's only 10 or $20 to buy a virtual module right. rather than, you know, another order of magnitude for one of these physical ones. So if you if someone was uh, here's an opportunity for me to give advice to yes, someone yeah. who's curious about starting with this, uh, playing with hardware is you know very exciting and uh, there's something viscerally cool about the knobs and the blinking lights, but uh, it's uh, it it it's not always possible to get your hands on one, and uh, if you do, you're not it's not possible to get the amount of time on one that you want to that you need to develop, and thus if you have the money to, and the physical space to uh to to make good use of it i at one point uh had a system but i didn't have enough room in my home to keep it set up all the time so i would have to constantly 
you know, I would spend about an hour getting it all set up every time I wanted to make a racket. And, uh, that's, that's, you know, that, that really kills your momentum. So, um, uh, so working with a hardware physical synthesizer isn't for everyone, but working with synthesizers, I honestly believe is for everyone. It should be something that, that kids are doing in elementary school. Um, maybe instead of tootling on a recorder, because, you know, yeah. I mean, how, who, who, I, I, I enjoyed that, but I was the weird kid. So, <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny because like my kids have played with those snap circuit things, right? Where you build little circuits, and yes. some of them have basically things that are really, really simple synthesizers. You can manipulate the sound, and yeah. that's what they like the most about it. Like they're building all kinds of weird shit with sirens and stuff, and uh, you yeah. can like you know interrupt the, the the sound from happening and everything, and make weird little yeah. blips and bloops. And it, I get the appeal is there for sure, even for little kids. Yeah. Like I can totally see it. Uh huh. There's no there's no need for it to be. Uh, some people who uh, there's there's a lot of gatekeeping going on in the community too where well, you know any I community mean, right not... yeah any, right, any sure, kind yeah. of hobby there's always some kind of assholes uh getting in the way yeah and there's a lot of talk right now you know now that where people are starting to wise up and you know realize that you know uh dudes are really rotten to women and you know non-men in general and so it's just everywhere yeah. That, yeah yeah and it's it's uh uh it's uh it's it's a problem in our community too and uh people are now finally talking about it so hopefully there's uh but i'm taking trying to take in a little, little bit more of an active role i guess just by putting my services out there and uh, cool. serve, oh god it sounds like i'm some sort of you know <laughs> synth, synth gigolo or something like that but no i mean uh, I, I like that that should be your yeah, yeah, yeah. grant partridge synth gigolo it's, it's a good it's go. a good title there you go. yeah i mean yeah, so <laughs> it's a little it's got a little bit of a creep vibe to it but uh but but i i, I see the appeal
to sum all this up, so if people want to get involved in, in whether it's the group that you're doing, um, you know, talking about synths locally, or if they want to just get in touch with you to find out more about what you're doing, and you, you obviously have advice, you have knowledge that you want to share, what's the best option for that? How, how does someone get in touch with you? Well, uh, I am the administrator of a Facebook group and the, the, the one of the people who conceived of the group will be called Voltage in Maine, which is our local synth community Uh, it's it's a community of synthesizer curious folks and synthesizer enthusiasts okay uh i don't even like the word musician because a lot of what you do with a synthesizer isn't making music it's playing with sound and that is that's super valid you know there's there's no right or wrong way to do it and uh um so uh but the online community uh voltage in maine has a facebook you should be able to find us on there cool uh we've studied discord is private to keep out losers but it invite invites are available on the facebook page well, the facebook page is also um you just need to send us a request to join cool um cool it's the only thing that i use facebook for anymore is to administer that group and to join other groups that have buy and sells yep for, since. So. Yeah, for sure for sure <laughs> yeah, so, awesome um, well and- I'll, I'll link to that group in the show notes too, so people can just click on it and uh send you a request from there awesome Awesome. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Um, like, like I said, it's obviously like we've actually talked about it. It's 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 a much bigger topic than than we can uh, get super into in this forty minutes or whatever it was. But I mean, as someone who's admittedly ignorant about synths and has always found them fascinating, I'm glad to know that it's not as daunting of a hobby to get into as as I was thinking. You know, because I, it does. It seems expensive. It seems like there's um, technical know-how involved, and obviously there is, and obviously you can spend yeah. money on it. But it's cool that you know people like you are developing these these programs and these uh, ways for people to get into it without having to yes. uh, break the bank or, or be an expert. Yeah, and I mean, there's the, uh, the, the, the people who have the, that pull the strings in the big synthesizer companies are finally starting to wise up that um, uh, snaring people uh, via, you know, cheap and clever ways to get into synthesizers is a gateway to getting them to, um, you know, take out a second mortgage on their home yeah. um, to, to, to buy more synths. So uh, there are a lot of tools. There are a lot of synthesizers that are meant for people who are just getting introduced to it. And there are software. Uh, there's software that's um, free. If you, if someone has a Nintendo switch in their household, there's an app called the core gadget, which cool. allows you to um, play experiment with synthesizers and build full tracks. Uh, um, there's apps for your Android or your, iOS devices and there's Windows applications. If you use a Linux machine, there's no shortage of options there. Yeah, but um, it's if you, you just need if you just have uh, there's a um, Reddit is not you know the most friendly and welcoming place, but there is <laughs> That's uh, that, yeah. there is a there is a community of uh, synthesizer enthusiasts there. Um, one more thing I was supposed to mention is there's there'll be events. Um, there's another local group known as Prairie Wires. Yeah, okay, I've seen that. Run yeah, by yeah. yeah, run by a fellow named uh, Brendan Ehinger. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ehing, and that guy's Ehinger. played in a bunch of bands over the years too. Like yes, that. yes, he yeah, was yeah, he yeah. was of a giant for a yeah, while. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, he's uh, uh, his group tends to focus a lot more on putting on events, uh, and he put on a show, uh, a festival out in Brandon in 2019, 2020. Derailed everyone's momentum for physical get-togethers and stuff. But, okay. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, keep, keep, folks should keep their uh, um, keep their eyes and ears attuned for anything that's labeled voltage in Maine, 
or Prairie Wires because those are friendly, welcoming events to any and all people who have synthesizer interests uh, of, of all ages and all skill levels. And um, I would be super thrilled if anyone reached out with questions to me personally. I'm on Twitter at Blue T-shirt. Yep. Uh, some of my content on Twitter is not G-rated, but I'm a, I'm a big goofball on there, and I'm really well-meaning. So, um, but uh, uh, and uh, the the, the, the communities that we run are very uh, designed to be as safe spaces as possible. Um, so we really want to uh, make it inviting awesome. and, you know, and combat the sort of the, the stigma of synthesizer creeps in the basement. <laughs> you know? Oh, Neil, we just discovered we've been living life without you. Yeah.